Hey you, welcome to the Christian Life Coaching Podcast for Weight Loss. I'm so excited that you are here. Welcome to the podcast. All right, so something God has been talking to me about this morning is I've been hearing him talk to me a lot about how when I'm fasting, during my strength fasting time, that I'm drinking too much coffee. Um, And I'm not hearing him telling me I'm drinking too much coffee and it's impeding my fat loss as much as I'm hearing him tell me that when I drink too much coffee, it makes me a little bit irritable. And so, yeah, you know, I'm like, all right, I have to obey that still small voice, that guidance. It is there for all of us. It's a matter of choice. Are we going to listen to it or are we going to walk in obedience to our desire, our habits? So there I was this morning. Um, Harry got called into the office on an assignment. And so this morning is like a weird morning for us because here it's Sunday morning and he's up and out of the house. And, um, I, you know, filled his coffee mug full of coffee and I wasn't expecting it, but there it was. All the coffee was gone. And I felt like God was saying, yeah, because you need to drink less of it. Oh girl, I'm going to sneeze. Bear with me a moment. Um, And so in that moment, I decided that I was going to, I was going to make, pour me a cup. And so I poured myself a cup and then I made a second pot of coffee, like, you know, two cups. of decaf because it's really not about me going downstairs excuse me into my office and drinking copious amounts of coffee as much as it is having something hot to drink and sip on while I'm reading the bible in the morning um and so I thought you know what yeah I can drink less coffee I can be obedient to God and I can still do what I need to do it's like I had to swap it right (laughs) so I just think that that plays into the show that I have for you today, the message that I have for you today. And it's all about identifying the for, the forbidden fruit in our lives. Because I was thinking a lot about, <clears throat> excuse me, in Genesis, how, you know, in the book of Genesis, right at the very beginning of the Bible, in Genesis 2, God is giving Adam the tree of life. And he's giving him, he's planting right into the middle of the Garden of Eden, the tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And he warns Adam and says, you may freely eat from this one, but if you eat from this one, you know, the tree of knowledge of good and evil, you will surely die. How before us, even in life right now, we constantly have forbidden things. We constantly have things that we know we should do and things we know we shouldn't do, both in the realm of just our life and in the realm of our food choices. Am I right? I mean, you know that. And here we are. Adam is our our first, you know, lesson of Adam and Eve, I should say, of facing this choice of how There are things we can do and things we shouldn't do. And based on, you know, what we know about sin, when we know what we should do and we don't do it, that is sin to us. But just like Eve, Eve was in the garden 
and the tempter was right next to her in very much the exact same way that he is right next to you and I on a daily basis, trying to get us to, to apply reason and logic over obedience. I mean, think about that for a second. How many times have you reasoned a snack? something that was counter to what you know you should eat. Like, you know that you're trying to do Whole30. You know you're trying to do keto. And yet, you feel like God is saying, it's okay if you just have a bite of the cheesecake at the picnic. No. (laughs) I mean, no different than the enemy who tempted Eve in Genesis 3, where he tells her, I mean, Eve says to him, yeah, God says to us that we can eat from any tree in the garden. It's only from the fruit in the middle of the garden that we're not allowed to eat. Because God tells us, you must not eat it or even touch it, or you will die. Like God definitively says that. In fact, I want to look up right now. God also definitively warns Adam In Genesis 2, he says, it says that the Lord warned Adam, you may freely eat the fruit of every tree in the garden, except the tree of knowledge of good and evil. If you eat its fruit, you are sure to die. God warned him. And so there we are. Eve knew that. But all of a sudden, logic and reason slithered in. And through the tempter, giving her a thought of, surely you won't die. I mean, that was logical. It seemed reasonable. And you know what? She was convinced. She looked at it and saw, you know what? The fruit, the tree is beautiful and the fruit looks delicious. It seems harmless, but she wanted the wisdom that it gave her. You and I are just like that, right? I mean, we are so easily persuaded and we so easily step out of obedience and exchange it for logic and reason. And it all comes from that slippery, slithering tempter, the enemy, and our habits and our lack of preparation. I mean, the enemy, he's always going to tempt us. He wants us, he's constantly and perpetually inviting us to live his kind of life instead of God's kind of life. Because his kind of life, we can eat the Cheetos, we can eat the cheesecake. We're allowed to, on a whim, apply logic and reason and think that just because it's edible, we can eat it. And the truth is, yeah, we can eat anything. But just like The Bible tells us there are boundaries. I mean, even Jesus, when the enemy tempted him in the wilderness, that food, making making a stone turn into bread is not bad, but the timing is bad. So when you're on the trajectory to your promised land and God wants you doing the things he wants you to do, because you don't know how your weight loss plan could be directly positioning you to a blessing that is powerful or positioning you to be a witness to somebody that can only be witnessed to because they can see the physical transformation on the outside. And then once they see you with their eyes and how much you've changed, then they will believe. The point is this, God has you on this weight loss journey for a reason. Are you taking the bait of Satan? Are you constantly 
giving in to reason and logic. <clears throat> I mean, in the case of Eve, she struggled in saying no. But you and I have the entire Bible. We know how to combat temptation. We know that temptation in and of itself inherently is not a sin. Being tempted is not a sin. It's when you give into it that it is a sin. And God tells us the wages of sin are death. And how much are you experiencing death to your dream? You're not strong enough to stay on the narrow path every time you give into it. Think about how long you are set back. My goodness. <clears throat> Excuse me. Every single time you give into temptation. So how do you combat that temptation? I mean, the Bible is full of all the ways to combat it. I mean, literally, we're taught everywhere to pray for strength to resist temptation. We're even taught in 2 Timothy, I think it is. Oh, girl, it's it's going to come to me. 2 Timothy 2.22. Oh, I remembered it. To just run from it. We're, we're taught in the Bible to, you know, pray for strength to resist it, to run from it, to say no when confronted to it confronted with it based on what James 1.12, James 1.12, you might remember this. I love the scripture. God blesses those who patiently endure testing and temptation because afterwards they will receive the crown of life that God is promising to those who love him and obey him. <clears throat> like I always tell you, God's love language is obedience. All right, I'm going to take a quick commercial break so I can get something to drink. There's going to be a quick commercial and I will be right back. All right, welcome back. God's love language is obedience. So if we are taught right here in James 1.12 that afterwards they receive the crown of life that God promised to those who love, who love him and obey him, his love language is obedience. So the more you lean into the difficulty, the more you recognize that you're leaning into logic and reason. When you do that, you're, you're pursuing the lust of the flesh over obedience. God is saying to you, girl, I know this is going to be hard. This is going to be so worth it, but it's going to be so hard. <clears throat> he wants you to lean into the difficulty. He is in the difficulty. I mean, just... As I've shared with you about Adam and Eve and eating the forbidden fruit, I mean, Satan made Eve forget all that God had given her. And instead, he really helped her to focus on what was forbidden. And we fall into trouble when we, when we start dwelling on the things that we can't have. Instead, God wants you to remember what you can have. Keep your focus on him on this narrow path. And that is how you are going to be focused on doing the right things instead of being focused on what you shouldn't be doing. I mean, do not be focused on your flesh. Do not give way to reason and logic. Reason and logic lie perfectly in your feelings and they are not invited on the narrow path. I mean, sometimes we have this illusion that there is so much freedom in doing all of the things that we want. You know, Sherry, I just, you don't understand. I'm a foodie. I just like to eat these things. You don't understand. Every, once a year my, is the only time my grandma makes this dish. I get it. I understand. But what you need to know is that God says that true freedom comes from your being obedient and knowing what not to do. I mean, the restrictions that he gives you are for your own good and it helps you to avoid 
the evil that is lurking around you trying to just get you to take the bait of Satan. Satan tried to make Eve think that sinning was good and pleasant and it felt good and it tasted good. No different than us. I mean, a knowledge of her taking that bait and eating that fruit because she just wanted the knowledge of good and evil, it seemed totally harmless, just as harmless as it is for you and I to just drink the wine, to just have something to numb out from the day, to eat the bowl of popcorn without thinking, sitting on the couch, watching the latest whatever Netflix series. I mean, people usually choose wrong things because they've, they've become convinced that those things are good. I mean, or, you know, that some way it's, if it's edible, it's okay. Our sins don't always appear ugly to us. And the pleasant sins, you know, the bag of popcorn, the having a couple of bites of cheesecake, all of those things, they're the hardest to avoid. So prepare yourself for the attractive temptations that are going to be on the narrow path. We can't always prevent temptation, but there's always a way of escaping it. God's word tells us in 1 Corinthians 10:13 that God won't always that God won't allow any temptation that is more than you can handle. He's not going to allow it. He's going to show you a way out. But the way out is through him. The way out is not through your willpower. So strengthen your spirit. Get your spirit to be stronger than your flesh by seeking him first and foremost, and then trusting him. The way that you step into supernatural obedience is by truly trusting him. Obedience is so much easier when you trust him over your flesh. So strengthen your spirit every day by seeking him, by knowing his word, by knowing his voice from your voice of reason and logic that is going to always be there. By doing all of the things that you're taught in the seeker's method, Everything I've shared with you here in the thinner circle, the prologue success strategy, how we talk about routines and habits, identifying your obstacles and your weaknesses and planning out your week. I mean, I don't say these things to just have them as good practice in theory. No, they are life application tools to step out of your fat pants. Aptat is there to bless you. Use it. I mean, even in, in the case of Adam and Eve, Apply this to yourself. Identify your forbidden fruit. And you know what? Visually remind yourself of Eve. I mean, her sin, sti- her sin started in her eyes. It all started when she saw that forbidden fruit. She saw that it looked harmless. Just like you see that the cheesecake looks amazing and it's harmless and God might want to reward you. No. That is the moment you take the thought captive and make it obedient. I mean, Eve shows us the spiritual thought model right at the very beginning of Genesis. I mean, right there at the very beginning. Genesis starts out before it even gets to the fourth chapter, all about how there are things we should eat and how there are things we shouldn't eat. And that God is warning us about what we eat and how the enemy is telling us, eh, warning, shmorning. It looks okay. I mean, right there, Eve was at the very beginning. She saw it. She had a thought. She reasoned it. She gave it logic. She had a feeling of, you know, the outcome. Uh, The outcome is not harmless. God wants me to be wise. 
And then all of a sudden, she had the action. And then she had the consequences. She had to live with the effects of, of her choices. You and I are the same. We have to live with the consequences of our choices. So in this new year, I encourage you to get serious about what God is trying to do in your life. Get serious about focusing on obedience. Get serious about the fact that there really is some order to everything I'm sharing with you in the Seeker's Method. That when you obey and you stay on the narrow path, there are so many blessings for your obedience. Focus this year on the tree of life. God is giving you a choice. He is warning you and he is giving you the choice between arriving at your promised land in 11 days or, or wandering in the wilderness for 40 more years. It is your choice. He has given you free will and he is hoping that you will choose his way over the way of logic and reason that the world has laid out before you. Ah, how I hope you'll just, you'll take the path of resistance because girl, let me tell you, I know how hard it is. I know how hard it is. So if you are fighting on this narrow path, excuse me, with doubt and discouragement or feeling defeated or not liking the timeline, know that this, this journey that you're on is building your strength and your power and your endurance in this adversity, in this climb of you climbing this narrow path because it's an uphill path. It is hard. As you do it, you are being strengthened. And you are not alone. Not only am I on this with you, all of us are in it with you on this thinner, in this thinner circle. But even more than that, God is here. So he is telling you the way to get around temptation is to do the things in the prologue success strategy. To expect the temptation. To just sit with, sit with yourself five minutes every week and plan out your week. Identify your obstacles. Identify your forbidden fruit. And here's the other thing. The minute you see a temptation, you remember the workshop where I taught you about the power of when. When you see the temptation, that is the minute you pray. That is the minute you take the thought captive. That is the minute you expect that the narrow path just got harder, even in weight loss.